Hi, this is Pastor Matt, and I want to welcome you to our Blue Oaks Church podcast. At the end of this episode, feel free to download our Blue Oaks Church app, where you'll be able to access resources, events, and ways to get connected at Blue Oaks and in the community. The app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend, and it's the easiest way to keep up with everything going on around Blue Oaks. Most importantly, though, I just hope that you enjoy this episode and it inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. Do you remember what age you became a Christian? Like what what time of your life you became a Christian? I was thinking about it and uh, I'm a pastor's kid or as we call ourselves, theological offspring. And so I was raised in the church. And it wasn't until I was in middle school where I made that church relationship a personal relationship, where I understood what Christ had done and accepted that grace and salvation. So I was about 12 or 13 when I became and when I accepted Christ and became a Christian. So what's your age? What, what age did you accept Jesus? If your age is similar, maybe kind of early teens, you're normal in the church world. We tend to think that Christians become Christians later in life, but that's just not the facts. The Barna Group, it's this Christian research group, did some research on when people accepted Christ, and they found that 94% of Christians accepted Christ before they were 18. That means that 6% of the church accepted Christ after high school, only 6%. They did a little bit more research and they found that 63% of the people polled accepted Christ between the ages of 4 and 14. So most of us here today, most of us listening, who consider ourselves Christian probably made that choice, accepted Christ as a kid or a student. And it's because of this that Blue Oaks here has a focus and a pillar for next generation ministry. It's a focus that aligns alongside our focus on uh, loving the Tri-Valley and being in community. Now, I'm biased as the next gen pastor, but I love that our church in part focuses on raising up the next generation of of allowing kids and students to experience Christ-centered living. And it's actually what we're going to be talking about this morning. Today, we're going to be sharing a little bit about the vision for Next Gen or family ministry that we have here at Blue Oaks. Now, if you don't have kids, don't don't turn it off. Don't turn the TV off. At the end, we're going to talk about an invitation for you because Next Gen ministry is for all of us. If we haven't met, my name is Kylie, and I am the Next Gen Pastor, uh, and I'm really excited to talk to you about the vision that we have for Next Gen Ministry today. As we jump in, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for this time that we can sit and pause in the midst of our lives, and Lord, that we can hear not only about your heart for students and kids, but we can hear about what our community is doing. And Lord, as we dive into this vision at Blue Oaks, we ask that you would just stir in our hearts and minds. Lord, that we would know more about what we're doing here, know how we're actively being your hands and feet in this community. And Lord, that you would open opportunities for us to hear from you this morning or today. We thank you for being a God who loves us and for being a God who knows us. And we just sit with you in this moment. In your name we pray. Amen. So like any good pillar or focus, we have a a vision statement for Next Gen Ministry. Are you ready? 
So here at Blue Oaks, we hope that young people grow in their faith, return every Sunday, and are excited to invite their friends. By the time a student graduates high school, they're fully integrated into the life of Blue Oaks through serving and worshiping, and they're committed to their personal spiritual growth. Parents view Blue Oaks as a vital partner in the development of their kids. That's the vision statement. I can tell the excitement is palpable. Behind the sort of structured vision of that statement, there's a lot of incredible things happening here, and that's the vision we get to chat about today. Our vision vision for the next-gen ministry starts with kids and students, as makes sense, right? Our hope, the hope of myself and of our student pastor Craig and of every leader and volunteer in family ministry or next-gen ministry, our, our hope is that young people grow in their faith that they return every Sunday and that they're excited to invite their friends. It's a simple little no, go, so plan. No God. Go to church weekly and so in your community. The first part of this no, go, so plan is that young people know God. And in knowing God that they lean into Christ-centered living and grow in their faith. Knowing God and and growing in our faith means knowing the stories about God. In the start of his gospel, John connects God to the stories of God so that knowing the stories means in part knowing God. Here's what John writes as he introduces his gospel. In John 1, 1, he says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and he was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made, without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Now we could get like super theological and nerdy about what this word or this logos is in John 1, 1. But for simplicity's sake, we're going to be talking about how John wrote and how John envisioned his gospel to hold stories about the word, about Jesus and about God. And in these stories, as people both experienced it and heard it, they could hear and connect and grow with their God. We know back then that culture was an oral history, right? They didn't have all these books we have in school or all the TV documentaries we get to watch. It was a a, a culture that was based around passing down stories that were spoken. They understood both John in this time when he was writing and the people around him that stories shaped who we are as individuals and who we are in community. And in the same way, stories for us shape our lives. Today, our lives are shaped by stories of who we are, of what we do, of what we consume, and how we spend our money, all stories. And so John starts his gospel by saying, this is a story. Story of people connecting, story of miracles and amazing things, and this stories become flesh in God. John knows that God is a God of stories, and these verses hint at stories that shape knowing God. John knows that uh, these stories talk about how God is always present, how God was and was with and is here in the beginning. And in these verses, we see how John moves from these stories of histories into stories of life. 
John hints at creation, not just of earth and of the birds and the trees, but of actual life of God breathing into Adam, of God breathing his nephesh, his soul, giving life to humans, stories of life. John also hints at how these stories aren't just life for mankind, but that these stories are both history and they're also present and future. John says how the light shines in the darkness. The the story has this present reality as the light is shining. And the story has a future reality because darkness can't overcome it. Darkness can't overshadow it. In the intro to the gospel, John writes about the importance of stories. Through stories, we get to know who God is, the history of God, the present of God, and the future of God. And so to help our students grow in their faith, we get them to know. We get them to learn stories. We begin by teaching these big ideas and characteristics to our kids. So early, early nursery age up into fifth grade, your kids hear about big ideas and characteristics about God, big stories. They hear things about how like God is loving, how to make wise choices, how to trust in God, big ideas, big stories to know God. And then we teach stories of what God has done by exploring Bible stories so that our middle school students begin to paint this tapestry of how God has worked and what God is doing. And then we teach and reflect with our high school students. They dive deeply into the Bibles, the characteristics, the stories they learned from previous years. They they spend time in that and they reflect on it so that the stories become intimately woven into the fabric of their identity. God defining who they are and what they're searching for. These big ideas become stories that become woven into the framework of identity so that when a kid and a student feels fear, they can remember a God who parted the Red Sea for tired slaves. And they can remember a God who led the Israelites across the Jordan, a God who calmed a storm and who provided in the midst of a shipwreck. Stories so that when your student and kid is faced with something big, a choice or a change that seems insurmountable, they can remember a group who faced fire and a man who faced lions and a a small shepherd boy who faced a giant and a leader who faced jail. Stories so when they mess up and when they're filled with disappointment or failure, they can remember how God used an adulterer to lead a nation how God used a friendship denier to build a church, and how God used a murderer of people to build a movement. Stories. In these stories, they can know who they are. They can know how God raised leaders like Moses and Deborah and Esther and Peter. They can know how God moves in the midst of suffering and pain, like in the story of Ruth, but how also God moves in joy and delight. They can know how Jesus heals, how the Spirit leads, and they can know God who creates and is close. At each point in their journey, our kids get to know God. The kids and the students encounter a living God who deeply loves them, who sacrificed for them, who is present with them in all the happies and the crappies. They get to know the stories, and the stories become who they are. 
And if you don't believe me, maybe you'll listen to some of our high school students. I was with the high schoolers last week and I asked them how their time at Blue Oak has shaped their spiritual growth, has shaped their walk with God. Here's what they said. They said that the stories they've heard and the personal time with God has helped them find community. It's helped them with seasons of anxiety and depression. They've learned to trust God more. They've learned to give up control of things. They've learned to lean into God during hard times and, and change and loss. They've known to, or they've grown to know God and accept God's grace. They've made the decision to follow God, as we saw last week with the baptisms. Kids and students are getting to know God by ingesting the stories and by making those stories personal. And when they encounter this living God, they encounter the stories that they get to adopt into their identity. So that leads us to wonder, well, where do they actually encounter these stories? Well, we know that we can encounter God in a lot of places, but one of those places we encounter God and the stories about God is on Sunday which is why the second part of that vision statement is that we desire for students and kids to return every week. Know God and go to church. We love Sundays in Next Gen and family ministry. And we've tailored our Sunday times to reflect where your kids are at in their lives and their development and where they're at with God. So kids from the littlest of babies up to fifth grade are a part of our Sunday small groups. Weekly, they meet with their awesome small group leader, a leader that is an adult, and we have a few middle school and high school kids also helping out. They meet with their leaders and they hear different stories about who God is and what God is doing. And they learn and they grow. Of course, they have lots of fun too, right? So they're playing games and they're hanging out in their community and they're growing together as a small group. For Sunday mornings for our kids, we have a safe fun place where they grow with God and with their friends and with their adult leaders. It's this perfect little hour. We also have Sunday experiences for high school and middle school students too, so that they can begin to hear these stories of God. With middle schoolers, they join the main service for worship right now, where they get to worship in a corporal community and they get to learn about what that looks like. And then after they worship with us, Craig, our student pastor, takes them over and they do a sermon for for the middle school specific age. Of course, we also have some games thrown in too because you can't go to church unless it's a little bit of fun, right? Right now, our middle schoolers are heading what we're calling back to basics. So it's a series focused on thinking about the truths about God and Jesus and the Bible and salvation and grace. Back to basics. And then we have the high schoolers. If you have been to an in-person service, you know that our high schoolers are around for the entire service. We believe that high schoolers aren't only developmentally ready to be in a church service for the entire time, but we also know that it helps them connect with the amazing adults that we have in person. Having our high schoolers in uh, main service integrates them into the life and into the community of Blue Oaks Church. And because we know that students who integrate into the life of the local church are twice as likely to retain their faith uh, after and in college compared to those high school students who go to age-based services, we know that keeping our high schoolers around for main service helps them as they pursue Christ-centered living after they leave us and for their future. So the high schoolers stick around in main service and hear different forms of stories. Each week, 
Our students and our kids meet in loving and safe communities. They're known by adults who help them encounter God. Students also serve on Sundays, which is a highlight for me every Sunday. We have high school students serving in kids ministry and in middle school ministry. And if you're in main service uh, for the live service, you see them in the booth as well. We have some of our college students around too. So you guys, if you're uh, around, you know Jaden and you've seen Jordan and Emily and Lauren all taking their gifts and their talents they've developed and using them at Blue Oaks each Sunday. Creating welcoming, fun communities our kids and students know and they go. And guess what? Sometimes they even invite their friends, which is kind of that last pillar of the no-go-so mentality. A big focus, especially for our middle school and our high school students, is that we create invite and community events where kids in our church can invite their friends to things. So we have nights like bowling nights and broom ball and corn mazes and movie nights and ice cream runs and beach parties. When I asked our students what their favorite memory from Blue Oaks was, all of them talked about these invite events, Thrive Conferences and Hume Lake Summer Camp. With students, we've also created not just these invite events, but we've created a time in small groups on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights where they want to invite their friends. They're sowing seeds in their community and bringing them to small group. In fact, a good chunk of our 50 plus students are invite students, students that don't necessarily come to Blue Oaks Church Sunday morning, but they come to our small groups. Last year, we had an entire softball team on our Wednesday night small group. Students who are invited to join don't just hang out, but they return week after week. And all of our students in small groups, they meet God. They connect with their adult leaders, and a few of them have even made the decision to follow Christ this year. Students uh, love inviting friends, sowing their community into our small group. And our vision is for students to love the community that, we, that they've created so much that they want to share it, that they want to sow the seeds. And we're seeing that each and every week. So that's the focus, that first tagline of the vision statement. It's to know, it's to go, and it's to sow. Which brings us to the second statement in the vision. It's that by the time a student graduates high school, they are fully integrated into the life of Blue Oaks through serving and worship, and they're committed to their spiritual growth. Our high school students are learning what it looks like to be a part of a church community. They're learning about what it looks like to connect with adults and mentors. They're learning what it looks like to serve and to follow God and to grow with God in all of the circumstances. We've already covered sort of the worship and the personal growth side of things when we talked about the high schoolers. But one of the really amazing things that we see each week is that so many of our high school students are knowing and growing and they're also serving. We have students who serve outside of the Blue Oaks community. They serve with our care partners and with our compassion partners and with Boy Scouts. We've created this way for students to integrate into the life of church, not just by being a consumer of church, but by being somebody who serves in church. And it's really incredible to see. Last week, I was thinking about this sermon as we were talking about it, and I was sitting in the midst of a Wednesday small group right before it ended, and I saw a group of our middle school, high school, sorry, a group of our high school leaders who are leading middle school. And these high school leaders are sophomore and juniors. 
And after they did their discussion questions, they stood up and got these squirrely group of middle schoolers together and they prayed. And it was this moment where we realized how high school students are serving their community. Let's be real, us old people know that there's so many other things that you could choose to fill your time with in high school and in our day-to-day lives. And yet these high school students, those serving in middle school and small groups, those serving Sunday morning, uh, these high school students have chosen to integrate themselves into our community. And in doing so, they've chosen to not only understand what their gifts are and how God can use them, but they're growing and they're serving and understanding what it looks like to serve God in ways that align with our community. They're bringing God's presence and God's purpose and God's promises to students. They're praying for them. They're helping them answer questions. They're coordinating community games and hangouts. Our high school students are leading in ways that align with who they are and what God is doing in their lives. And I can't think of a more incredible thing to witness. It's this form of integration that builds bonds and that builds a desire to serve as they leave us eventually. Our vision to integrate the high schoolers into the life of the church stems from this belief that as they leave us, they'll understand the importance of and and have a love for being in church community. They'll leave us and they'll go find a church of their own when they go to college or when they find their first job. In fact, we help them find those those churches in their college towns or in the places where they're living after high school. Not only do we send them the very, very important high school gift bag or goodie bag while they're away, but we also help them connect locally into a different church. And our students do connect Not only do they connect in community, but I know a few of our college sophomores and juniors and seniors have started and are leading Bible studies on their campus. They're continuing to grow in their faith because of what they found here and the foundation we had here at Blue Oaks. Most students choose to follow Christ before leaving high school. And so what we do here at Blue Oaks prepares them not only to find God in their lives as students here, but also to continue to pursue God as they leave us and as they become real adults. So those are the first two things, the know, go, so, and our high schoolers, which leads us to the third prong of the vision for Next Gen Ministry. We want kids and students to know five adults by the time they leave Blue Oaks Church, and that's important, but we also know that a lot of the spiritual conversations, a lot of the faith development that's happening is happening for them in their home, which is why our third prong is that we want to partner with parents. Our hope is that parents view Blue Oaks Church as a vital partner in the development of their students. In my own personal devotional time, I've been reading through the book of Joshua recently. And as I was reading, I had a verse uh, stick out to me. This book of Joshua in the Old Testament is the sixth book. So it's after the Pentateuch, after all the history, after Moses leading the Exodus. And it's a book that talks about entering into a promised land. Joshua is a book that discusses this inheritance After Moses has died, after the deniers have died, after the people have wandered for 40 years, they're so close to entering. And in the middle of Joshua, it talks about the different people that are inheriting things or that are in the process of getting this promised land. And we meet this person named uh, Caleb. And in Joshua 14, we read about how Caleb's trust in God led to generational blessing. 
Here's what Joshua 14 says. It says, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land. And I brought him back a report according to my convictions, but my fellow Israelites who went up with me had the hearts of the people melt in fear. I, however, followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. So on that day, Moses swore to me, the land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever, because you have followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. The action, the choice of this single person of Caleb and his faithfulness influenced generation to generation. Caleb says, I have followed God wholeheartedly. And because of this, the feet you have walked or the place where you have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever. Caleb's actions, his choice, his story meant that his family and his family to come would be able to live in a place with God. Caleb's choice led to a family connected to and influenced by and directly connected with God. And I see a lot of parallels between this few verses that Caleb has and what our parents are called to right now. Parents, you know that you are the spiritual mentors, the spiritual heads, the spiritual discussers in your family. And we know that that role is important and it's it's heavy and sometimes it's difficult. And so we want to partner with you. We know that it takes a village, right? (laughs) That's what they say. And Blue Oaks wants to be a part of your village. We hold partnering with parents as a vital part of the next-gen ministry, as a vital part of how we're living and working with families. Uh, so what does that actually look like? Well, for right now, here are a few things we do. We, we celebrate each phase of your child's development. And we have a ton of resources and we have things to help you walk through those big questions or those like awkward, uncomfortable conversations. We have hangout events and community moments so that parents get to know each other. We hang out with your kids so that you can have an hour away from them. Hallelujah. (laughs) Most importantly, we pray for you guys. In my office, I have a a, a sheet with all of the kids and family names on it. And each week, we pray over them. We pray for you. We pray for your kids. We pray for your community. Over the next year or two, we're also going to be adding things so that we can partner with you better. We're going to be thinking of creative ways to encourage more intergenerational ministry. We're going to be thinking of better ways to partner with you. We're going to be thinking of better ways to help you in each season, in each phase. Parents, your role is super important. You already know that. And we know it's not easy. And we hope that you know that we're here for you and that we want to be supporting you in whatever you need. We want to be a part of your village. So that's what we do here in Next Gen Ministry. We help young people grow in their faith, returning every Sunday, inviting their friends. We help high schoolers integrate into the life of the community through serving, through worshiping, and through being committed to their spiritual growth so that when they officially become too cool for us and leave, that they know that they are deeply loved by God. And when they leave, they find a community where they can grow. And we partner with parents. So that parents view Blue Oaks as a vital partner to the development of their kids. We join your village. I've been thinking a lot about today, and I didn't just want it to be this sort of infomercial session about what our vision is here. That's important because some of us don't know. 
But as I was thinking and praying through what God wanted us to end with, what God wants us to talk about, God brought to mind how today is partly informational, but it's also an invitation. So I'm going to conclude our little time together by going through three invitations that family ministry, next-gen ministry brings to the Blue Oaks community. Our first invitation is an invitation for information. For some of you guys, today is just an invitation to get to know what's happening here at Blue Oaks. Hopefully you get to hear about a part of a ministry and a part of the community that maybe is hidden to you. You get to understand why middle schoolers are around in the back of the service, why high schoolers are here every single week. You get to understand why crazy kids are running around or you see the kids service before the online service. You get to get a glimpse into this arm of Blue Oaks that maybe you don't know or haven't known before. If you're sitting here and today is just informational, I hope that you hear how God is actively moving in our community. I hope you hear how God is actively shaping the identity of our kids and students, and I hope that that excites you and makes you excited to be a part of this church. Today is an invitation to taste and see, not like literally, but to hear about what God is doing through the lives of the Next Gen Ministry. Today's an invitation to get to know what's happening. For some of you, you already know the information, so you may have a different invitation. So the second invitation today is an invitation to join us. If you've been listening to Blue Oaks for a few weeks, we have been in this series with Matt about finding our gifts and serving. And today you've heard a little bit about what family ministry, what NextGen does. And maybe you've been on the fence about serving. Or maybe you just don't think you have the time or the capabilities or the goal to serve. Maybe you're waiting for an invitation. Well, folks, here it is. Here's your invitation to to get involved in the next gen, to hold crying babies and to bring comfort to tired mothers. Here is your invitation to sit with first and second and third graders and talk about who God is and what dinosaur poop looks like and why our parents have rules. Here's your invitation to walk alongside a sixth grader as they're making new friends and getting the first F on their papers. Here's your invitation to walk alongside our high schoolers as they begin to doubt and discuss and discover who God is more and more. Here's your invitation to partner in prayer with us, to pray over every family, every single mother, every struggling dad, every child and teenager. Here's your invitation to be a part of what we're doing for the next generation. Invitation one, information. Invitation two, come join us. But as I was thinking about this, um, I think there's one more invitation to give. So there's more. One of the reasons I love working with kids and students is because we get to approach God and the stories about God with this childlike energy. When we're teaching middle school and high school and kids, we get to read stories and talk to them about the big picture God and I get to throw off all of my baggage and walls that I've created and I just get to sit in the purity of the existence of God. And some of us need to do that this week. It's been a year or two for a lot of us. And a lot of us are carrying things that weigh us down, uh, that move us away from God, that make us angry or bitter or make us hate things about church. And you guys, I get it. And so if you find yourself in that place today, here's your invitation. 
Your invitation is to approach God like a child this week. To take away all the things we build around God and all the ways we create God in our own image and to simply sit with God. To sit with God, to let the brilliance of God fill us, to lean back and allow God's bigness to fill our brokenness. That's your invitation. To be a kid and to approach God and the simplicity of all of that. God's bigness for your brokenness. I love working with your kids and your students. Our team, Craig and myself and all of the people that are volunteering and leading, we love working with your kids and students. And we really believe that God is doing amazing, transformational things in their lives. And we praise God for that. And I hope that as you move through this week, that one of these invitations stirs you to action. As Michaela um, is coming in a minute to sing with us, I hope that you meet God in this time of worship and that you reflect on these invitations. If you want to get in touch or talk to me, please feel free to email me. On the on our, All my information is on the website. I would love to talk to you guys throughout this week or however you respond to the invitation. But for now, let's sit in the presence of God and sing. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. We hope you found something in this week's message to take away and apply to your life this week. Uh, if you live in the Bay Area, we would love to have you join us for one of our weekend services. Uh, for directions or information about what we have for you or your family, your students, you can go to blueoaks.church or download the app today. And we hope to see you on Sunday soon.